Miss Marcia Kenwell had a perfect horror of cockroaches. It was an altogether different horror than the one which she felt, for instance, toward the color puce. Marcia Kenwell loathed the little things. She couldn't see one without wanting to scream. Her revulsion was so extreme that she could not bear to crush them under the soles of her shoes. No, that would be too awful. She would run instead for the spray can of Black Flag and inundate the little beast with poison until it ceased to move or got out of reach into one of the cracks where they all seemed to live. It was horrible, unspeakably horrible, to think of them nestling in the walls, under the linoleum, only waiting for the lights to be turned off and then... No, it was best not to think about it. So before we started, before we start in on the, today's episode, I, I need to know, before you read this story, today's story, what did you know about the roaches? Nothing. Okay. Uh, I think a little background is important for our listeners. The roaches... Wait, wait, uh, wait. We should do our intro. W- well, I, before we do the intro, I need to get this out of the way. We're going to forget to do the intro. <laughs> The Roaches were an American vocal trio consisting of the sisters Maggie, Tara, and Suzzy Roach. Uh, they were from Park Ridge, New Jersey. They started recording in 1973 and recorded all the way up until 2017 uh, when I believe Maggie uh, sadly passed away from breast cancer. They are related by marriage to the Wainwrights, uh, making, I believe, Suzzy's daughter uh, half-sister to Rufus and Martha Wainwright. So the, the roach McGarrigal wainwright clan is they're intricately tied up with, with beautiful voices, harmonies, acoustics, all that family. Very talented. That's the Roaches. No, I just wanted to talk about the band The Roaches. We're talking about a story called The Roaches. It's spelled differently. Uh, the Roaches did get made fun of a lot a lot for their name being The Roaches, but that's only because their last name is Roach, R-O-C-H-E. Uh, but that's beside the point. Um, today we're discussing Thomas Dish. Thomas Dish. The man himself, uh, who died in, uh, died in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unlike the music of the Roaches, which was destroyed in the Universal Fire in 2008. Sad. It's all connected. It's all very sad, actually. Um, Thomas Dish is a science fiction, uh, science fiction fantasy writer, horror writer, poet, playwright, uh, a critic. He is a, a novelist, writes shorts, wrote short stories. He wrote plays. He was once challenged by the Catholic Church to have a play taken down uh he's he was a controversial subject uh born in 1940 by the time he was 17 he had graduated from high school moved to new york city worked for the metropolitan opera and by the time he hit 18 he had already tried to kill himself uh this would become a recurring theme throughout his life he was openly gay he started selling uh, short stories in the 60s uh and it all his whole life was lived people seemed to love him they thought he was a great guy he lived in new york with his partner uh, in a rent-controlled apartment, his partner died uh, in 2000. Oh my God, I want to say 2003. Uh, he went into a spiraling depression. He started worrying about money. They had lost, gone bankrupt because of all the medical bills uh, his partner had incurred. Uh, and then the landlord tried to kick him out of their rent-controlled apartment because the rent, the the lease was under his partner's name. They went into all this. 
legal stuff. He was on the verge of being evicted. And then in 2008, he committed suicide. Um, it was a sad and terrible end. People, his friends, his fans, his family all said that he was, in essence, murdered by the medical system, by the landlord system, by the United States, uh, the, 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 the anti-LGBTQ plus mentality that he lived with his whole life. Uh, but through it all, he created a massive body of work. Uh, and I am looking at the roaches. There we go. Uh, so many novels, starting in uh, 1968 with the genocides, all the way up through his 2008, The Word of God or Holy Writ Rewritten. So many anthologies, two plays, the computer game Amnesia, which I actually owned, children's books. He wrote the novel of the brave little toaster that the movie is based on. Wait, what did you say with the game Amnesia? He wrote a game called Amnesia in 1986. It was a text game, and I owned it, and mm -hmm. I played Amnesia, and it was very hard and very wordy. Um, yeah, he wrote the brave little toaster, brave little toaster goes to Mars. Just a guy. And as you said last episode, uh, known for his sort of satirical, almost parody-like writing at times. Uh, and this story that we are discussing today is... It's uh, gross. The Roaches. Uh, and that's that's not a metaphor. No. No. This it... is a nightmare story. How come? I don't like roaches. <laughs> I wanted. I want to ask you something about that, but before I want to ask, before I ask you, we have to say what the story's about because mm -hmm. uh, it goes in one direction. It actually surprised me. It's very short. It's a very it short is. story. So why don't you just give us a brief rundown on the plot of this of this here story? There is a single woman who lives in New York. Uh, mm -hmm. She doesn't like living in New York. <laughs> Uh, her apartment sucks. It's infested with roaches, but she can't really get anyone to do anything about it. She's terrified of roaches. She finds out she can control roaches with her mind, and she uses the roaches to get her neighbors she doesn't like evicted. <laughs> and what happens at the end? She just invites all of the roaches into her apartment. And then, and do we ever find out anything else? Nope. Nope. Uh... And that's literally the that's the that's the bare bones outline of the story. It's not long. No. No. It, it is. And it's fairly simple. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you find it so gross? I don't like roaches. Now my question for you is: If you discovered you had the ability to control roaches with your mind, would that make it better or worse? I would just keep them away from me. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's literally what she does. She tells them to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, cool. I know you're not going to hurt me. I still don't want you in my apartment. Right. But you can also, you'd be basically like Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, you could have them do things for you. I don't trust that my control over the roaches uh, is infallible. Uh, uh, there's a there's a certain a weird irony to this story because she hey, hates her neighbors. Absolutely despises them. She hates her neighbors mostly because they can't keep a clean house and roaches keep getting into her apartment. She also seems to hate the neighbors because they are uh uh immigrants. Immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> the the Shopalovs 
S H C H A P A L O V S. I'll I'll let you know right now. I looked this up. Shapovalov, not a last name. The only thing that pulls up is this story when you search it. So this is a made-up name by Thomas Dish. I guess they're supposed to be Polish. I thought they were uh, Czech. Are they Czech? Is that what she said? I think she. I think she says that. she was listening to Czechoslovakian like wedding chants at some point, and You're... they were singing similar stuff. Awesome, awesome. So we know they're Czech. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is terrified of them, uh, and she apparently inherited her fear of roaches. Although, as they state in the story, being afraid of roaches isn't like a weird. Yeah. Like no, um, I mean inherited probably in more of the sense of you know your parents when they freak out at something when you're really young you kind of oh do you have any do you have any uh, experience with this uh i don't think so i think that your fear of bees is directly a result of the way i used to freak out whenever there was a bee literally within 15 feet of me oh really damn <laughs> yeah uh, in fact uh alana still reminds me of that she's like wouldn't act like that if wouldn't be so afraid of bees if you hadn't been that way when <laughs> says that about mitzi too. to be to be fair i wasn't afraid of bees until like i left hail <laughs> only because at hail you had a bee for a teacher exactly yeah so you were used to it at that time then you lost yeah. you lost where's my fear of flies come from uh flies are grosser than bees <laughs> <laughs> actually i think that's more of a sensory response than an actual fear response <laughs> the way i i managed to start overcoming my fear of bees and wasps is i watch a lot of bee and wasp removal videos on youtube mm-hmm. and it actually has like helped me like get comfortable with them because all these handlers are like you just got to be totally cool and collected and watch i'll just stick my hand in all these bees and i'm like all right well if you can do that i can be near them and then i started taking (laughs) close-up photography of bees in the backyard uh Mm -hmm. just to sort of test my metal and uh so i'm cool with them now i won't i don't cry anymore what about hornets uh just avoid them just let them be about uh murder wasps never experienced one and i'm not friends with anyone who (laughs) is friends with them uh uh but uh roaches are gross yeah and we We have them in minnesota we do. Yes. Why is that uh, important to say? Uh, well, I don't because know. Why this, is it important to say? Because the story insists that we don't. <laughs> now, the story does say that Minnesota does not have roaches. Uh, Thomas Dish, he's from Iowa, but he did live in St. Paul. Uh, I think he, they moved there when he was 13, and he lived there until he moved to New York at 17. So he spent several years in St. Paul. Uh, he actually has a whole supernatural series called Supernatural Minnesota, uh, including The Businessman, A Tale of Terror. The MD, a horror story. The Priest, a gothic romance. And The Sub, a study in witchcraft. And they're all set in the Twin Cities. Um, But I believe that when he published this story, The Roaches, uh, which was 1965, that roaches in Minnesota were probably a rarer thing than they are now. I think Mm -hmm. that roaches in, in the Twin Cities are something that have arrived as as people have moved across the country more. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more, there's just more people coming in and out of the city because roaches don't m- migrate north on their own. They're tropical no, animals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, although they would, can survive basically anywhere. <laughs> they can't. No, no. That's the other thing about roaches. I learned this from the world without us. 
Roaches can only live in tropical areas. The reason they survive is because we heat buildings. Mm. Ta-da! So, so if nuclear winter happened, they'd be messed up. They'd be SOL. Roaches would all of a sudden only be in areas without extreme, like not even extreme cold, just like areas without harsh, you know, strong winters. Yeah, roaches. Who knew? They aren't as big a survivors as we like to pretend. Get wrecked, roaches. Get wrecked. It's roaches. That means time. all you have to do to get rid of them is turn your house off for an extended period of time and stay somewhere else. Yeah, like get the water out of your pipes, turn off all the heat in the middle of the winter, wait a few weeks, move back in. Yeah. Roach problem solved. Also, all your pets are dead. So this <laughs> story was originally published in Escapade Magazine in October of 1965. I tried to find a copy of Escapade Magazine on the Internet Archive. I found a few issues. Uh, it's mostly naked women. So it's, it's called Escapade Magazine. Right, but magazines back then had all kinds of weird names. Plus, like, magazines that are, like, nudie mags now or, like, in the 80s used to be, like, men's magazine so it was like sales of war and like how to be a successful bachelor with a few dirty cartoons escapade was dirty magazine yeah <laughs> couldn't find this issue I mean, but uh that's that's where a lot of of like sh- like horror and sci-fi like mm-hmm. short stories originally got published yeah yeah stephen king started out getting published in nudie mags mm-hmm. uh, uh which is you know great for them you know that's money yeah. in the bank uh, but yeah, it got published in Escapade. It's been republished in like all of like a bunch of his short story collections in a lot of anthologies. Can't imagine why a dirty magazine would want to publish this particular story, but <laughs> uh, it is weird. So she's she wants to move to New York City, which I assume is semi autobiographical because that's mm-hmm. what Dish did when he was young. Uh, her aunt freaks her out before she moves. She's like, "Watch out for roaches." And, uh, yeah, she, every, everywhere in New York, but it's more than roaches. Like she's afraid of everything. Everything. She's essentially Yeah, we were getting some whimper of wimped dogs. uh... This story was compared to the whimper of whipped dogs in a review I read. Yeah. They said it's a more successful version of the whimper of whipped dogs because, because it's not so like high on itself. It's not so high and mighty and it's just mostly, but it's also like. It's also doing the same thing, where it's like, the city is terrible. The city yeah, is just, scary and terrible. That's just what people think of New York, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Dish obviously had a bad time in New York originally, so I don't yeah. blame him. You for know, I don't, little... I don't blame him because, you know, he's a member of the LGBTQ community. I also don't blame him because roaches suck. Roaches I am do from, suck. I am from Houston, Texas, okay? Roaches the size of like the length of my middle finger were a common occurrence in the house. Giant black and brown winged flying cockroaches that you could use as an eye patch if you were a pirate uh, would crawl out of the woodwork above the fireplace, hang out there, and we'd go, a roach! And my dad would get up there with his shoe and smack it down. You'd hear the crunch because they crunch loud. And uh, eventually we got a amazing, amazing uh, uh, exterminator who uh, who managed to keep them out of the house for most of the, like, the rest of my childhood. Uh, it was because we had a giant tree outside our house and mm-hmm. roaches live in trees. Like that's what they prefer. And it's Texas, so they didn't get that cold. And uh, they would only come into the house around the wintertime. So I hated them so much. I hated them 
They're gross. Hey, like they, they're what kept us from moving to the top half of that duplex we lived in for a while. That's right. Uh, the, the roaches we get in Minnesota are much smaller than the roaches we get mm-hmm. in Texas. Uh, they are The ones in Minnesota are like nickel size. Yeah. Uh, but they're still gross. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that you ups- don't want to live with them. Yeah, that upstairs neighbor that we had just, I mean, she was a nice person. I just, mm-hmm. she just had a roach problem, had a major roach problem. Not unlike the hero of our story, uh, whatever her name is. It is Marsha. Marsha, yeah. Not unlike Marsha. She hates the roaches. She hates the Shapalovs. Uh, she hates her, her, her landlord, her landlady, and she hates them roaches. So, yeah, she can see into her neighbor's living room through yeah. a hole in the wall where her pipe is underneath the sink. Mm-hmm. And so she'll just watch them and, like, be, grow angrier and angrier as they, they seem to be having a good time. Yeah, they just they live together. They sing songs. They just have a hard time with housekeeping because they're all old. They're old people. Uh, it's a woman, her husband, and either her brother or her brother-in-law. Like, we're never made clear on... Or none of the above. Whose brother he is. And they drink a lot. You know, you know why? Because they're immigrants. <laughs> you know, the easiest solution for Marsha would have been to befriend them and clean their apartment for them because they're old. I don't think Marsha's big on making friends. No, probably uh, not. But the, the, but the neighbor, the woman is actually nice to her. Yeah. She, like, stops her in the hall, and Marsha makes a comment about the roaches, or the old woman does, and the old woman is mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's just really hard to clean. It's like, we, we try, it's just, there's, you just can't keep the roaches out. Mm-hmm. I thought, so there's a movie called Creep Show. Uh, from the 1980s and one of the segments on creep show is called they're they're creeping up on you and it's about a man who lives in an apartment by himself and is terrified of roaches is obsessed with cleanliness thinks everyone's out to get him and thinks people are sending the roaches to him as revenge i thought this was going to end like they're creeping up on you which ends with the roaches killing the man and then them all bursting out of his mouth at the end i don't know why not unlike graveyard rats graveyard rats because that's what (laughs) animals do after they kill you yeah, clearly, clearly. I mean, some animals do burrow and nap inside of you because you're, right. you're dumb. But I guess like roaches, would they go inside like for warmth maybe, or like would they roaches eat wouldn't inside? kill you in the first place? That's right. they wouldn't kill you. <laughs> you can okay, you can die from roaches. Did you know this? Yeah. Uh, how do how do you? Die I'm fairly from certain I've read a story about somebody dying from roaches. Do you know how? Do you really know how? Can I tell you? You're allergic to them. You're allergic to them. Very good. You go into shock <laughs> from being allergic to them. Yeah. Uh, and you don't, if you aren't allergic to roaches, but you touch roaches a lot, you get allergic to them. Like you develop the allergy. Like you don't, it doesn't, you don't build up an immunity. You actually become more susceptible to roaches. So people who specialize in insect studies and roach studies uh, eventually have to stop. Why didn't mi- they cover this in Mimic? Because many of them develop an allergy. And here's a funnier part of that. I learned this a long time ago. People with a roach allergy have to be very careful where they buy their coffee. Yeah. Because enough roach parts are allowed in pre-ground coffee, not bean coffee, but pre-ground coffee, that people with a roach allergy can go into like anaphylactic shock or whatever from drinking roach coffee. Uh, I think it's amazing. Now Disgusting. You know, to, you know how to kill an insect person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give them Folgers. 
Just wait. They should have covered this in Mimic. That would have been awesome. If one of the scientists had uh, encountered the creature and gone into anaphylactic shock. (laughs) Maybe if there's ever a Mimic 4 Knives Out crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That could be the solution. They fed him a roach coffee. (laughs) <laughs> my benoit blanc impression it's very bad uh roaches we love them they're great yeah, they have little faces awful did you know that if you touch a roach it'll run away and clean itself roaches they hate us <laughs> they think we're gross good they're covered in dust roach dust that's what makes us sick from them roaches they if you, fly if you give a roach a shower will you still be allergic to it afterwards if you give a roach a shower, he'll ask you for a towel. That's, that's, that's what I was going <laughs> to... If you give a roach a towel, he'll ask you for uh, slippers to wear with it. Mm-hmm. Give the roach the slippers, and he'll want a mug of cocoa. <laughs> give the roach some cocoa, and he'll ask for marshmallows. Give him the marshmallows, and he'll make a mess all over his face and need to take a shower. <laughs> and then it starts over again roaches the roaches so yeah she develops this psychic ability she tells the roaches to get out of her house but she doesn't tell them where to go so mm-hmm. they just all go to the neighbors yeah uh and then she tells them to get into bed with the neighbors Mm-hmm. and they do and they almost kill the neighbors yeah because she tells them to get into bed with the neighbors and the neighbor woman shows up freaking the hell out obviously yeah. and instead of telling the roaches like you know what maybe just all of you leave this building yeah She's like, shut up. And so she sends them to smother the neighbors. Uh, she gets them to stop, though, before they actually mm-hmm. kill the neighbors. Uh, she the doesn't neighbors. send them to smother the neighbors. She sends them to devour the neighbors. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which devour is them. worse, right. she in my opinion. The, she pulls the plug at the last minute because uh, they start screaming. No, no. They <laughs> stop screaming. How long would it take roaches to devour a living person? How many roaches are there? I guess a lot. I guess if like she's yeah, it's a lot of roaches. But the neighbors leave. They 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 flee. Or they get evicted. Uh, is that what happens? They got evicted. Yeah, the they start screaming and the landlord oh. freaks out at them. Right, right, right. Because the roaches are all then gone by the time the landlord mm-hmm. gets there, and they're actually like, "You're a bunch of drunks." Uh, and that's when at the end, she calls all the roaches to back to her. But, oh, and she can start reading their minds. Yeah. They start going, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. Um, she calls the roaches to her because they're already back in her apartment. She calls come. all the roaches to her. Yeah, she says, I love you, come to me, all of you, come to me, I love you, come to me, I love you, come to me. And it says, from every corner of Manhattan, from the crumbling walls of Harlem, from restaurants on 56th Street, from warehouses along the river, from sewers and from orange peels, moldering and garbage cans, the loving roaches came forth and began to crawl toward their mistress. Now, a lot of the reviews I read were like, and it ends with her getting the, like, she thinks she's in control of the roaches, but in the end, she gets what's coming to her. And I'm like, does she? Like, not no, what? <laughs> like, it just seems like that's it. Like, she... She's now the roach. She's a super villain, basically. Yeah. Also, like, this would be such a great way to make so much money. <laughs> well, you mean like by pulling like a dragon heart, by like sending the roaches someplace and then having your services and then yeah. you just tell the roaches to leave? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a frighteners, pulling a frighteners mm-hmm. by being in charge of the thing you're exterminating? Yeah. Also, do you think that it's only the roaches in New York that she's calling? 
that's horrifying. Does that mean <laughs> because... that there's roaches like overseas that are like, mm, gotta go? Because <laughs> like she just says all of you. Yeah. And there doesn't seem to be like they don't need to seem to, like seem to need to hear her. Now cockroaches aren't like a single species or like a subspecies no. or whatever. Like there are many different kinds of roaches. So is this? All, all roaches, roaches of all types or just like these specific wood roaches that exist in her apartment i'm gonna assume it's all roaches all roaches so my question now is even the hit singing group the roaches yes they're like oh <laughs> time to go <laughs> Z. um the roaches uh yeah so yeah every review is just like Seems to feel that she gets, like, killed by the roaches at the end. And I'm like, that's not what happens at all. Is there another version of this story out there where that happens? I looked it up in several different collections. This is this this is the story. It's just, I think people just misinterpreted it. Like, that the roaches were coming to get her as opposed to just coming to hang out with her. Um, now, this story, The Roaches by Thomas Dish, has been adapted uh, once. Not as a movie. Not as a play, but as uh, a musical, but, but as a, a Broadway show, <laughs> it was called Dear Evan Hansen. Um, <laughs> no, it was uh, into into a comic book in issue number two of uh, Marvel's Monsters Unleashed and Monsters Unleashed is a famous comic series. Uh, do you know who one of the more famous characters who appeared in Monsters Unleashed is? Frankenstein. Yes, but <laughs> Marvel's Frankenstein, but keep going. You know anyone else? Dracula. Closer, closer. Morbius. Morbius, the living <laughs> vampire. The Morbius himself uh, appeared in Monsters Unleashed uh, from time to time. Uh, it was a it was a comic book of like uh, like a, it would have several stories in each issue, but also like it would have photo essays about like famous monsters of Filmland. Um, so there's like they have this the this one has like the history of Karloff's interpretation of Frankenstein with like a bunch of photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting comic magazine, but they adapted this story, The Roaches, because roaches are monsters, I guess. Next, next Morbius movie is Morbius v. Roaches. I would, I would, I would pay my, I would take you to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would take you to see it. I'm going to show you, though, the way they portray, this is, this is what she looks like in the story. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, Marsha Kenwell, I don't think of her as looking like this. Mm -mm. Like, they make her look, I don't know, mid-40s, like a, in like a, a harridan, like a librarian type, like with yeah. thick glasses and like a severe bun. No, she I was just... in her twenties. Yeah, yeah. This woman looks far too old. Uh, um, and and that's she was in her twenties, and that's why she was living in shitty apartments. Yeah, or uh, bad apartments. It also does the thing where it shows her like being afraid of like people of ethnic minorities mm -hmm. by making the ethnic minorities look scary, <laughs> which. To me, undermines the fact that a lot of this is supposed to just be her own prejudice. Like this, yeah. There's two black guys. One guy's his shirt off and is like staring at her, and one guy's like creeping out of a dark doorway. And then her neighbors, the Shapovalovs, look like demons. They look like horrible goblins, <laughs> um, with warts on their faces 
and broken missing teeth and uh, that's I how think, they were described in the story but like to me that's like kind of in her head like mm-hmm. she's amplifying everything because of her fears of the unknown uh this is a terrible picture of her uh what this picture of her in a skirt no the one on the oh the... <laughs> so yeah i mean it's you know the the artwork is 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 competent it's it's exciting it looks like you know many a pulp comic like a horror mag comic it follows the story pretty closely in the story in this comic book the neighbors are also are not wait the neighbors are her landlords mm-hmm. so it kind of ties that all together uh and they fight a lot more in the sh- in the comic but yeah they're covered they, in warts yeah they only mentioned them fighting once i think and she says arguing but we have no way of knowing if that's what they're actually doing she sleeps in her glasses um <laughs> Uh, but what was I going to show you? Oh yeah. So in the, sh- in this version though, she sends the roaches to their house, go to them. They, att- the roaches attack and actually do kill them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's the end of my roach problem. And then the roaches all say, we love you, Marsha. And she calls to them, but they add an ending. They began to crawl towards their mistress and look at the final panel. Mm-hmm. She had time to scream. But only once. So they actually add the. Now I'm like, did I miss a line in the short story? I went back and checked. I was like, wait, did I forget that she died at the end? No, she doesn't die at the end. No, she doesn't. Because there's no reason to. Because they love her. Yeah. Like, if she saw the roaches and didn't want them there and started screaming, she would just be like, please leave. Because she tells them at one point, Wiggle your antenna, and they wiggle their antennas, and then she like makes them dance, and they dance. Like she's in charge of the roaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want uh, readers, please write your own sequel stories to the roaches, because I want to know what her adventures I wanna, are. I want, I want, I uh, want Roach Girl versus Ant Man. Yeah, it's yeah. This is Marvel. Mm-hmm. They can bring her back. <laughs> Marvel. Please, this is the story we all want. <laughs> yeah, did, did Marsha Kenwell ever fight Morbius? <laughs> <laughs> she would I guess win. not. Uh, they're yeah. in New York City in that movie, right? No, they're in San Francisco. Right. Well, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of roaches in San Francisco as well. Yeah, there are. Um, the, there's a, there's a, a Frankenstein story in here too. Marvel's history with Frankenstein is so weird. Like he started out as like a threatening monster then they turned him into a goofy cop comic character. And then he went back to a horrific, mo- like the Frankenstein Marvel's Frankenstein is like, there've been, a, there's like a bit of book written about it. Like it's that like in depth, but unfortunately no books written about the roaches. Except for this one. Except for this one. This is it. This is the only uh, adaptation of The Roaches. I was like, there has to be a TV episode of something based, but there's not. Well, there's like versions of this story and other things. Like in Smallville, the bee, bee lady. You're right. You're right. And I guess like if you do this story, you have to have a lot of roaches. And nobody wants to deal with that. Nobody wants to deal with all those roaches. What is like, that, that mimic? I think you was would the last be... time allergic to them by the end yeah yeah or you know, or now you would probably just do cgi roaches but mm-hmm. what's it's not the, the same point, then? it's not yeah. the same it's not the it's same. Not the same as having a bunch of actual real life roaches on a movie set yeah. you also would have to probably get a lot of permits to infest a movie set with roaches <laughs> yes uh it's weird uh david hartwell describes this story in his intro 
uh, as being... Uh, <laughs> it becomes the basis for particularly ironic drama of abnormal psychology, one which might be compared to Stephen King's Carrie as an example of horror in a science fiction frame. And I'm like, this is nothing like Carrie. <laughs> Except, like, I guess she kind of gets revenge using psychic powers, kind of, but... I wouldn't call this a science fiction story. I wouldn't call that revenge. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not sci-fi either. She gets magic powers and can control roaches with her mind. Where do you think she got the magic powers from? That's one thing they never bother to tell you. She's, I guess maybe if you're super afraid of something, you develop mind powers over it. Where's my mind powers over flies? Huh? Maybe you have them. You just haven't asked nicely yet. They do seem to show up wherever I go. They do show up because they love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. I wouldn't even tell them to get away from me at that point. I'd be like, please go throw yourself in a volcano. They would. Can a a fly fly to a volcano? They would die on the way there and I'd be just as happy. You should send in a question to uh, Randall Monroe at XKCD and be like, can a fly fly to a volcano? All right. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, would a fly be able to make it to the nearest volcano to fall into it before? (laughs) Right. Would it survive the trip? Uh, and that's The Roaches by Thomas Dish. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs down. It was a good story. It was entertaining. I would never was... read it again. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's quick. It takes, like, mm-hmm. minutes to read. Uh, uh, it's And it's mostly just her complaining about things. But, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, do you know what our next story is? Dun, dun, dun. Do you know what the next story is? Bright Segment by Theodore Sturgeon. Bright Segment by Theodore Sturgeon. Do we have, we haven't read any Sturgeon yet. No, we haven't eaten any Sturgeon yet either. <laughs> nope. I haven't <laughs> listened to Like a Surgeon yet. <laughs> I haven't uh, caught one in Animal Crossing any time recently. What else rhymes with Surgeon? Sturgeon? Uh, Mergen? If that fly makes it to the volcano and throws itself in, I hope it's a virgin. <laughs> uh, this is getting ugly. Um, so, yes, uh, next time on The Dark Descent, uh, bright segment. Uh, it, it's, it's referred to on the Internet Science Fiction Database as a n- novelette. I don't know what that means. A novelette. Uh, But it doesn't seem like a novelette. It's like 20 pages long. It's Yeah. What's the difference between a novelette and a novella? I don't know. Time Uh, to Google it. I guess we'll find out. Um, uh, But yeah. So join us next time for Theodore Sturgeon's Bright Segment. Read ahead if you like. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Del Toro Time. You can find us on Facebook at It's Del Toro Time. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell your family members. Tell your loved ones. Tell your exes. Tell your uncles. Tell your ants, tell your roaches, and listen to the roaches on whatever streaming service you have. Or go out and buy their albums uh, on cassette or CD or 8-track. Have you discovered something, Willow? A novelette is longer than a short story, which usually has a word range of between 1,000 and 7,500 words. Uh, And any piece of creative writing that is longer than a novelette but shorter than a novel is considered a novella. So a novelette would probably be, yeah, like 20 or so pages. Great. I'm glad we figured that out. Now we'll be able to judge ourselves if this fits the novelette criteria. All right? Yeah. 
All right. Wait, uh, most of the short stories we've read in this have been novelettes then, because most yeah, of them have I was been just, longer I'm, than... Yeah, I don't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens with the, the sturgeon next week. I am Phil. And I'm Willow. And we'll see you when... It's Del Toro time. Bye. Goodbye.